This is a Federal News Network podcast. Agencies have beefed up their cybersecurity since the 2015 famous Office of Personnel Management data breach, but the president doesn't have a go-to person in the White House for cyber threat information. The Trump administration had a national cyber coordinator, but it eliminated that position two years ago. Now bringing that job back and giving the position some teeth, well, that's a top priority of a bipartisan commission. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. A large swath of the federal workforce is still teleworking because of the coronavirus pandemic. That means agencies still face a higher-than-average volume of phishing attempts and other cybersecurity threats. With that in mind, the bipartisan Cyberspace Solarium Commission is urging members of the House Oversight and Reform Committee to pass legislation that would bring back and strengthen the National Cybersecurity Coordinator position. The position was created during the George W. Bush administration, but former National Security Advisor John Bolton eliminated the position in 2018 to cut federal bureaucracy. That argument still holds weight for some Republicans on the committee. Ranking member James Comer says the scope of the cyber threat can't be ignored. The remote operations of pandemic have created new cyber vulnerabilities for these malicious actors to take advantage of. These are the same actors who also target our private sector partners and state and local institutions. Breaches in federal and commercial networks by foreign governments have exposed sensitive intelligence data, proprietary military designs, and government personnel data. Because of cybersecurity risks, we must all do our part to maintain a safe and secure national cyber infrastructure. But with multiple agencies holding what he calls a piece of the cybersecurity pie, Comer questions whether restructuring the cyber coordinator role would also restore a layer of bureaucracy that Bolton tried to remove. Are we legitimately creating a system that will be more prepared to face growing cyber threats? Will the national cyber director utilize the existing cyber leadership and expertise in our government? Or do we risk making that bureaucratic pie bigger and creating duplicating functions? Will a national cyber director add value to this nation's cybersecurity infrastructure? Or should we align and support systems already in place? Despite these concerns, the Cyberspace Solarium has made restoring the cyber director one of their top priorities among 82 recommendations it released in March. Congressman Mike Gallagher, one of the Solarium's co-chairmen, understands the committee's concerns, but he says a restructured cyber coordinator role in the White House would be the least complicated way to improve the nation's cyber defenses. I understand there are uh, those, particularly my Republican colleagues, who may be skeptical that this is an added layer of bureaucracy. I just would say to you that I came into this discussion with that as my ideological prior. But unless you believe that the status quo is indeed getting the job done, unless you believe that we are at present well-structured to avoid a cyber 9-11, as my colleague referred to, then you have to consider how we can make a meaningful reform of the status quo. And indeed, rather than creating an entirely new agency, which would take years to create, which would be much more complex and would further muddy the bureaucratic waters, I view the creation of a single focal point in the White House, a single person, or to quote my co-chair Angus King, a single throat to choke, someone who is responsible for this effort to be the least bureaucratic, the least onerous, and the most efficient of all possible options. Instead of just bringing back the cyber coordinator role the way it was, the National Cyber Director Act elevates the job by requiring Senate confirmation. If the legislation passes, the coordinator would retain a staff of about 75 to 100 personnel and an annual budget of about 10 to 15 million dollars. Gallagher says that's a small but meaningful investment in federal cybersecurity. I just would say if you look right now at the, let's say, the comparison of people and resources we devote 
towards offensive operations with NSA and Cyber Command versus what CISA has to do defensive operations, you'll see a dramatic imbalance in terms of the personnel that we have, thousands of, of personnel difference. And so even though we would be adding anywhere between 75 to 100, that would be a small step towards perhaps correcting that imbalance, giving the White House better purview into defensive operation. The bill would also give the cyber coordinator budget certification authority. That would allow the office holder to effectively flag for the president anything of concern in agencies' cybersecurity budgets. While the cyber coordinator would have a greater degree of independence from the president with Senate confirmation, Gallagher says the president would still have final say over cyber policy. If, for example, there was a disagreement between OMB and the National Cyber Director, just as there's often a disagreement within different executive branch agencies, the president and working through his national security advisor can adjudicate those disputes, and he can choose whether or not to follow the advice of the national cyber director. So while the national cyber director would have that budget certification authority, he can't go in and and mess the entire process up, for lack of a better way to describe it. While the commission sees value in giving the president one go-to person for cyber policy, that job still comes with a lot of moving pieces. Michael Daniel, the cyber coordinator under the Obama administration, told the committee what the job entails. This position would need to work very closely with the federal CIO and the federal CISO. And the way that I look at it is that you would want to have this position work with those offices are designed to focus exclusively on the security of federal networks. And that would be one element of a national cyber director's portfolio. And so what you would want is you would want that position working very closely with those uh, individuals to be able to highlight the threats to federal networks across the broader policy space to advocate on behalf of investments. Certainly one of the challenges that agencies have is that it is relatively easier to get operational money to keep the old stuff going, and it's much, much harder to get procurement money to actually upgrade things. And so there's a structural problem in the budget process. Congressman Jim Langevin, a Solarium commissioner, says Bolton did a disservice to the president by eliminating the cyber coordinator role back in 2018. He says bringing back that position would help the U.S. stay on top of catastrophic cyber threats. If we come together in a nonpartisan fashion to implement the Solarium Commission recommendations, we can alter the trend that sees our cyber risk grow year after year. We can push back on our adversaries who see the cyber domain as the ultimate realm for asymmetric operations in the gray zone short of war. We can seize the initiative and ensure that we are not left to wonder the day after an attack What more could we have done? Langevin says the Solarium's recommendations seek to prevent the next OPM breach, but he says few agencies consider cybersecurity a core part of their mission. Every department and agency, from the Department of Agriculture to the Department of Veterans Affairs, relies on secure information technology to conduct business. Yet, very few of them have cybersecurity as part of their mission, nor is it their primary focus. Because cybersecurity is difficult to measure, We end up with misaligned incentives. People skimp on cybersecurity because they would rather invest in operationally relevant programs in their department. We need a strong leader in the White House to defeat the inertia that pushes investments in cybersecurity down the road or until a devastating breach occurs. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, 
If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.